0: I'm Gab, he's Jules. Uh bluish skies over West Lady. Yeah, kind of cloudy. But you know what? It's definitely stormy clouds over For North sure. London and a lot of happy people in the blue half of Schools. Manchester. Manchester City destroying um, wiping the floor, I think is the term. Uh, Arsenal 4-1. Uh, in what we said, maybe you know it's too wrong to call the title decider. There could be twists and terms, but effectively, mentally, psychologically. This is a huge blow. Arsenal are still two points clear. City have two games in hand yeah. and and a big lead in the um in the goal difference, which Plus means 13, that yeah. as of right now, if the lead doesn't change, City can just draw their two games in hand or win one and lose one and they yeah. are champions.
1: Yeah, yeah. And there's more games to play, of course. Both of them have to play Brighton and Chelsea. Arsenal will have to go to Newcastle. City go to Fulham for example this weekend. So you don't know yeah. but yeah I think the title is won now for City the demonstration of football uh, of what Arsenal would like to be one day and what they're aiming for that kind of intensity that kind of just tactical perfection which really was it and when we, 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 we thought for all those times where Pep Guardiola kind of overthought kind of invented something, changed no number six, no number nine he came back to basic, really, with a back four, traditional back four. There's no John Stones in midfield. We're expecting the 3-2-4-1 formation that City have been playing and done so well with in the last few games. Instead, it was just a flat back four with then Gundowan and Rodri as a two, and then a front well, four with De Bruyne very close to Haaland. But, that was the key for me.
0: Yeah, and I can assure you, 1,000%, if Arsenal had won that game somehow... People would have come out and like said, "Oh, look, Pep is overthinking. He's overthinking. He's why, why did he play Gundogan? Why didn't he have Stones in midfield? Blah he blah matter. blah." He won't. You know, no, no. I like. I'm oh, No, just the overthinking thing really bugs me. Jules, he does to get an edge. It's not overthinking. Yeah. It's thinking. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. Here, he made the right decision. Yeah. Um, everybody was expecting Erling Holland, the big goal scorer. Blah blah blah. Uh, and Kevin De Bruyne, the great assist man. I thought it was interesting how like that was flipped. Obviously, Haaland had a ton of chances. Ramsdale stood up well to him. Eventually, Haaland got his goal late. But I'm hoping people see different dimensions now to Erling Haaland's game. Because the way.
1: He's improved on it. You remember the first leg against Bayern that assist for Bernardo Silva, the cross. Um, This is something that I think at the start of the season, Haaland takes the shot. And doesn't cross the ball like that. And in the game against Arsenal, there's the, the, the two assists. I mean, the first one is not really an assist. It's on the middle of the pitch. He, he ends up as an assist, but De Bruyne has so much work to do after. Right. But the second one is I, much I, better. I,
0: I, I'm referring more to... Well, obviously, we know that... People have said a lot of things about him. People have said, oh, you know, he's big and strong. He's not necessarily a back-to-goal guy. He did a really good Back to goal job With Rob holding and his, yeah. and his hair Like hanging over The back of him Holding the ball up Definitely. Playing it right Into De Bruyne's path yeah. that, that is a skill
1: It is a skill It's a skill That didn't have Against Spurs away Where they played A lot of the ball Directly to him And he, he didn't do The same job As he did on On Wednesday night So But you could see How much he's improving His game overall And that's just what 10, 10 months in With Guardiola 9 months in With Guardiola Imagine in a year, two years' time. All
0: right, Serena Arsenal, uh, obviously, he played what I think most people would say is his strongest eleven on paper, in the sense that it's the people who've either played the most this season or would have played the most if they hadn't gotten injured. I was so disappointed in so many individual performances. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Shaka, we knew was coming off his mystery illness. Um, again, let me just say mystery illnesses. The guy has the flu. Just tell us he's the flu, right? Like what, what when we say illness, people start thinking, "Ooh, is it something weird? <laughs> no, it? just like, think he's the flu. Well, then just say it's a flu. So, yeah, it's a sign, it's, it's you know. Um, but individually, I thought so many of these people got really just blown away. I go back to and, and actually, I actually think holding I don't think Holding was the worst defender on the Arsenal team, which I'm used to saying. No, yeah, I think that prize, Zinchenko, I thought, completely disappeared. Yeah. From this game, contributed nothing. Gabriel played the way he's played in the last couple of games, which is not good. Yeah. Really not good. Yeah, Too
1: easy. It was a time for
0: City. I, I want to give Odegaard a pass because he's contributed so much and he's young and whatever, but had zero impact in this game. Yeah. I never thought Partey would be the most effective of the three midfielders, and he wasn't effective. Um, and then up front, MIA, Martinelli, Saka and Gabriel Jesus, to the point that they look better, better after Trafford came on. Yeah, but that was a time where City stopped
1: playing, really. So when, when you don't have service, when the, the team you play against are so, is so good, collectively especially, and your team collectively is struggling, which we could have expected, then individually, you can't, unless you're Messi or...
0: I don't understand why they're struggling, Jules. But there's nobody in this Arsenal team that can then, win
1: a game like this on his own. That can shine on his own. It's impossible. The whole game, Arsenal, is based on. It's a positional play. It's a positional style of
0: football. So shine, shine collectively. But you can because to the team
1: against you is too good. It's too good for you. I, I we said before, I Gap, I to win, to win on Wednesday, Arsenal I, I expect- had to be perfect.
0: No, no, no. I don't need Arsenal to win. I expect Arsenal... Arsenal can lose. I, I would have expected Arsenal to have learned some lessons from the last couple of games, and I would have expected them to line up differently, to make different substitutions, to put up more of a fight than they did.
1: Arsenal just didn't turn up, right? Didn't turn up like the, the best version of themselves
0: would have been. Or even a mediocre version of no, themselves. No, no, no.
1: It's not about mediocre. It's just like they... They haven't been really good in the last few games anyway. They were not good on the night. To win that game, they would have had to be perfect in every way so no individual mistake not like the other guards on the third goal that poor pass in the middle of the park no little mistakes like white I, right I, I, I goal. think you let, I, me, let me just finish so no individual mistakes like that little or big ones no and they had already two of the four goals that they conceded you they would have needed City to not be at their best so be like what we saw when they lost to Brentford only lost at, at the Etihad this season for example where they played okay not great not really clicking that didn't happen because City were the best. This is one of the best performances that City had this season overall. And three, just get a bit of luck, which they, which they never got. And then on top of that, if individually your key players maybe don't turn a party, and we know how that position in the, the Arteta system is so important. If parties below par, everybody suffers. If Chaka is not up there for the pressing, everybody suffers. And Martinelli and Saka and Gabriel Jesus is pretty much the same one. And on top of all of that, Against you, you've got this incredible machine where everybody played well. There's no one that didn't play well. You could say maybe Grealish, but Grealish didn't have to play well. What he did was enough. That was exactly what his manager would have wanted him to do. So, um, yeah, of course, I would have loved a 2-2 draw where Arsenal were almost as good as City. But it was just City were too good.
0: Yeah, I, I think on the day, there's no question City were too good. But sometimes more than one thing can be true. I can also call into question how Arsenal could and should have done more on this game. Because this is for De Bruyne to start with. This is really, really deflating. Um, It's really deflating that it it seemed to me by playing the same people, by trying to play the same way that that he's done all year, um, including, except for the the, the game when Zinchenko was out, including through this run. it showed to me, like, all right, we're going to go, we're going to do our thing, and then come what way, we're going to execute better, and this is our best chance of getting something against City at the Etihad. What I would dispute is, if you look at City's recent run of games, I know obviously they won a billion in a row and whatever, right? But we saw them fall apart badly against Leicester um, after, after he made the changes, admittedly, but that was still a team falling apart, maybe thinking they were cruising. We saw against Bayern for an hour uh, in the first leg at the Etihad. You know when they were outplayed by Bayern, and then they ended up winning three. No, because they had the individuals. That's fine, right? Yeah, yeah. But on the pitch, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, study what Bayern did. Study what um, study what Bayern did in, in the second leg, and you may have different players, and you're not Bayern. Although one thing you have in common, neither one of you has a center forward who can carry this team, um, whether it's Gabriel Jesus or. Uh, whoever Bayern Gnabry. don't have up front, knock whatever. Yeah. So there are elements. And instead, he went and he did the same thing. And yeah, you know, on the way to debate, we looked up the numbers, right? In the first half, the the, 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 the possession stats were 60-40 to City. Mm-hmm. So people make a big deal out of, oh, City's press and, and Arsenal couldn't get out. They couldn't get out. They struggled to get out. But equally, they also had 40% of the ball. Equally, if you're not going to be able to pass your way through the press, there are other things you can do. If you're stuck deep into your, uh, in, in, in your area and the guys can't get out because Holland and De Bruyne and, Bern- and Bernardo Silva, who I thought, had an underrated game and was, was, was really, really strong in this game. You keep, keep hearing about how fast Martinelli is. Why not just the odd ball into space? You Why think, not do a better job they're... contesting the second balls in midfield? And this is where you can say Partey mm-hmm. was less, you know, let them down a little bit. But it's not just him; it's Shaka too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah.
1: They were below par pretty much everywhere. I think they they tried, especially with Saka a little bit. Martinelli uh, moved around quite a lot more than usual. We saw him on the on the right ring just early on when he gave the ball to Saka who had a cross, and nobody was in the box. But I just think With the soccer cross, but, but the one, the, the you, one where
0: Gabriel Jesus is in the yeah, left wing position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, was, sorry,
1: what? <laughs> what was that? But no, because Martinelli and Gabriel Jesus swapped places. So right. Martinelli was centered, then Martinelli moved to the right uh-huh. to make that run when Saka right. when the. So when you got see Martinelli
0: make... making the run, does it not occur to you that maybe no, you need to does, start moving he into also central? Goes
1: very quickly, Gab. To be fair, to you, I know you didn't. I didn't. You didn't like Gabriel Jesus. Performance and I, I agree with you on that one. Though I give him, I give him a pass. But but you're right. I thought what I struggle with is Kevin De Bruyne is in great form. You've seen it. You've 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 had all that video analysis of City going into the game and what they've done recently, and. There is clearly a lot of games where De Bruyne is played almost as a second, as a, as a second forward yeah. next to Haaland, exactly like they did on Wednesday night. And you know that he's going to try to find all that space in between the lines and everything. And I, I just don't understand how there's not even like almost a man marking on De Bruyne in a game on Wednesday night. And in the end, they gave him far too much time on the ball. Space and freedom to just literally. The point dictated the game, and yeah, his first goal is amazing. And if you look at the replay on the first goal, which I find incredible. He never even looks up. So he gets the ball from Haaland on the halfway line. He knows exactly where Gabriel is. He knows he's going to go on to his, his, the outside of his right foot to do that, that little turn kind of thing. And then he shoots without even looking at Ramsdale or the goal. Just the awareness of the guy is incredible.
0: Which is that the ball also bends as well. It looks like, I don't his know, <laughs> the way he hits Maybe it.
1: Ramsdale can do a little bit better. I don't know. But I, it's just incredible. But don't give the brain so okay, much space at the ball.
0: We're speaking Monday morning quarterbacks, right? Uh, we're speaking hypotheticals. If you say give De Bruyne less space on the ball, you are, you know you either man mark him or you put another midfielder on there. Because if you ask one of the center backs to just go tighter on him, then you leave the other one one on one with Holland, and you'll just get beaten that way, right? I so just, I
1: just think they expect is, is that where to you're, be
0: midfield and Gundogan to play higher up with with De Bruyne. Okay, and- but once you see that, that's a great point. Once you see that's not happening. That is when you, as a manager, yeah, need to make adapt. an
1: adjustment. Exactly. They never, I, think they, I think they never adapted to, to it. And you thought, OK, maybe i have time. 15 seconds in the, the second half, there's that, there's that first chance. And the ball for De Bruyne, who is a hard volley to hit, but it's still. that's 15 seconds in the second half.
0: I wonder if in this game, and maybe it's too defensive, maybe you would have even considered dropping one of your strikers for an extra midfielder. If that's what you were yeah. going to do, if you're, if you're so concerned about, you know, being able to play about, about City's press, you know, well, well, would that have been, I know there's no El Nani who I think would have been ideally suited to this, because if you talk about man-marking um, Kevin De Bruyne coming from deep, you do it with Elneny and Partia, you don't want to have shot chasing him around. No, and, Georgie, yeah, no, no. Or you put in Georgie <clears throat> and you send Partia to do it, but then you lose something else, but... You just, need, you it's need it's the that, whip, that?
1: though. You need you need Martinelli and Saka. That's how Bayern caused them so much trouble. He is with Coman and Sané by playing on the wings, very quickly. And I think the idea was to do that. And you saw that none you again in the first half. Play on the half. counter,
0: and you have Odegaard trailing through the middle. I mean, you try something different. Instead, I feel like we got served. I, I feel like what happened was, you know, they in the first half, Holland had all those chances. They weren't going in. And it comes to the end of the half, and there's like 1-0 down. He's like, OK, tight game. This is the speech I'm going to deliver at halftime. This is how I'm going to change it around. And then you get that Stones goal. Mm. Um, that you off- should not concede. I'm
1: sorry, the line, the defensive line has to be better. Why? There's no reason for why to drop a bit deeper than the
0: others. You know what's funny about it's- that goal? Like, it was a classic situation where, honestly, like, you can't tell if he's onside or offside because it's so tight. You, yeah. you really, really can't tell. And I'm so used to the semi-automatic offside. <laughs> I watched this game on BT Sport, and obviously they don't have semi-automatic offside here, right? So they, they kind of just show the replay over and over again. They draw what looks like one line, because remember they're like, oh, we don't want to get too specific with yeah. the lines. And I'm like, what? What the hell does this mean? This means nothing. And you
1: don't even see when the ball. I was on French radio with Manu Petit commentating on the game, and he was like, <laughs> we don't even know if the ball has left the brown's foot or not on the on that image. You don't see where the ball is. So for all, I mean, you suspect that they they stopped and to put the line in the photo just as the ball was about to leave the brown's foot. But still, you could not see it on the
0: screen. So for
1: all we know, this it was just so
0: like... This is so dumb. This weird. is so stupid. This reminds me of the early days of VAR in this country when they had like the really sick line or they had the line that wasn't straight. Like,
1: what? If we go again, you know, this, but this is why City are so good because they don't make those mistakes just before the break, just after the break, you know, where, you're, where you should all be on the same line defensively on set-piece and, you, and one, one of you is slightly behind... Certainly when it matters They don't And De Bruyne said After the game He said This is the mindset That we have When we go into those games At the end of the season We know How much is at stake And they just don't crumble They don't make mistakes They're just so good At that kind of stuff Which Arsenal is a young team And Arteta is a young manager Arteta is 41 Pep is 52 you know, this is this is Mikel
0: Arteta's first job. Nagelsmann's 34. But so it's, what? It's,
1: but, but that's what I mean. Nagelsmann, Nagelsmann makes, would have
0: made a bunch of adjustments mistakes, in this game. It, it might have been worse. Too.
1: It may, this is a learning process. Pep has gone the learning process already. Pep, Pep created the I learning process.
0: I, I, I would I'd push back about that. I, no, I, I, I don't care how I, old Arteta is. No, I just no, 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 it. No, 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 no. This but is what, all new Sorry, to me. sorry, sorry. What I mean by, by I don't care, I'm not using it as an excuse. Uh, what I'm saying is Arteta... At this stage of his career, it's not like he's not making adjustments because he's too inexperienced, he hasn't thought of them. The guy is a football nerd. He worked with Pep. He worked, He's an intelligent guy. He knows the options. He knows the pros and cons. He chose not to make those adjustments because... He thought that this was the best yeah. possible. This gave him... So let, let's stop with this young... This is not an experience thing. It's not like, of course because it he goes, it's not like Roy Hodgson would have said, "Ah, oh, look, I'm old. I can make yeah, all... I, did, this I is not, not disagree more with you. In, in this case, in the adjustments he made in the game, he made them because he thought they were the best they gave Arsenal the best possible chance to go and get a result. But you would do that 20, factor. 40,
1: 60 or 80 years old. It's not about... Of course, every manager... Exactly, makes it's got series. nothing
0: to do with age. It's got nothing to do with age. It it it's does got nothing to do with experience.
1: Maybe next time, with that kind of experience, say, like, you know what, this is not the right thing to do here. The right thing to do might have been to go to a back five, like you said. But let's not forget, Arsenal have decided to 12 defeats in a row in the league against City. Arteta, since he's been in, as an Arsenal manager, has never beaten Pep and City. Never, ever. Not even come, well, came close last season at the Emirates. But, this is all, this is new to him. And even, even more in a game that is a title decider.
0: I, 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 I think we view this differently. I don't think experience comes into I game management so in this case. I think he has enough experience to know. He just simply made... I don't even have to say he made the wrong calls because it might have been even worse if he'd made those calls. He, 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 saw, he sees all the option. Experience wouldn't have given him more option in this game. I disagree. But, I really disagree. Um, I want to mention something else about... I, I, when I said the lineup with, with Manuel Akanji at left back, I've seen Akanji a play right back. And I, I, in, in the past, I'd never seen him play left-back. Maybe I'm sure he has at some point. Mm-hmm. But I was just thinking, all this moaning and obsession <laughs> that, that we in the game do, like, oh, look, he's a 6, he's an 8, he's a 10, he's a left-back, he's a right-back. In this system, kanji playing left-back works. And it's not like kanji is some super Swiss army knife of a player, right? He's just an intelligent guy who gets dropped in, Mm-hmm. He's effectively playing centre-back, if you want, in a left-back position, but he still, he still moves the ball around. Not that freaking difficult, if you're a smart guy. No, Why do we get so obsessed with these labels? Yeah, no, you're right about the labels. I think it helps when your team is so dominant, which is,
1: which is true. Two things. One, he clearly had instructions from Guardiola, never go mm-hmm. above the halfway line, so he never went forward, never attacked, nothing, which is fair enough. Secondly, as, as a right-footer, defensively, against Bukayo Saka, who's not just left-footed because we saw so him against Southampton that he goes on the outside Bingo to cross out the way ball way, for yeah. Martinelli. But very, very often, more often than not, eight times out of ten, he will come inside onto his left foot where Akanji is with his right foot. And we've seen, for example, in the past, even at City against Mo Salah and Liverpool, Pep playing a right-footed left... Uh, player as a left back position just to counter Salah coming inside onto his left foot. And I think again you could put Walker right back to match the pace of Martinelli. Not that he needed much because again Martinelli didn't do much. And and you put Akanji at left back because you know that Saka is gonna come inside a lot onto his onto his left foot and Akanji is there with his right foot. And again, that that works well. But you're right, it's I so
0: mean we, we we overstate this stuff. It's it's football, it's a fluid thing. Unless you really are Completely one-footed, which neither a kanji nor Saka is, it just requires a bit of intelligence, a bit of adjustment from the other players around you that when you play the ball around the back, they don't give it to your weaker foot or whatever in that situation. Um, But if you're a good pro, you can do that in a game like this. In a game where he needs to play as a winger, maybe not, and obviously he's not going to step in midfield. I am, we were talking about this before, I'm a little bit surprised that... We, especially with Akanji being there, because Akanji was effectively playing like a centre back, we didn't see more of Stones stepping into midfield um, from admittedly a centre back position. Mm. But I think ultimately, we just didn't need to.
1: No, I think that we was no need to do it. I, I think um, that was the plan even before. If like, The game plan before the game was the 4-4 formation, no stones in midfield, and the fact that you score after seven minutes, you're not going to change your game plan after that. So the, I think Pep thought there's no need for the box in midfield with stones, Rodri, Gundogan and, and De Bruyne. Instead, I'll have Rodri and Gundogan, and then De Bruyne playing much higher on the pitch. And again, tactically, they were perfect. And yeah, it was helped by the fact that Arsenal underperformed, but they underperformed because City was just one of those days where they were unplayable.
0: All right. Um, oh, I wanted to, before that, I want to go back to Gabriel Jesus. Sorry. Sorry. Hey, you know my thoughts here, but <laughs> I do wonder, in a game like this, and we were talking about how you could have approached this differently, when you know that you have Gundogan there and you know De Bruyne is playing higher up the pitch, obviously a lot of the flow in the game is going to go through Rodri and, and Gundogan. Mm. And obviously Jesus' job because he runs around a lot and he's got a lot of stamina, is going to be to disrupt that. Equally, though, what I saw was Jesus, he's got a triangle, effectively, with people who can pass the ball. Yeah. I mean, even Ruben Diaz to one side, who's not on their level, right? But you got, he's like pinballing between Stones, Rodri, and Gundogan. You've got three people who can kind of send the game vertical with quality at any time. How's that supposed to work? How can he make it happen on his own? Yeah, I mean, usually Arsenal
1: press in the 4-4-2 formation. So, Odegaard is very often at the same level like Average Jesus going to press. The problem is that I think they never really worked out Gundogan's position, De Bruyne's position, and the option now with Haaland to be able to play long. And Of course, the first goal, Stones hoofs the ball. Let's be honest here. Like Manu Petit on radio last night, <laughs> night was saying, like, Stones knows exactly what he's doing. He doesn't. He doesn't. I'm sorry. I disagreed with him on Wednesday right. night. Stones kicks the ball... Out, and then in the center because he knows that Haaland will be there. And then Haaland does an amazing job. The first touch with the laces is fantastic, and then just lays it off. And De Bruyne does like magic stuff. But but when you have all of that, it's not just traditional pressing. I think for Arsenal, and even the counter press didn't work either. To be fair, it's just perfectly played from a you know from a city point of view. But you're right. It was it was not easy for Jesus to press one on Haaland because. He takes he takes the the burn off, right? I
0: know this is the single most important thing about Holland. He couldn't score while he had the bun, so he took but it off. Now he's free. Help
1: me out here. He takes the burn because he thinks the game is over, right? Because he usually he does it when the game is actually over. He's never done it this season in game.
0: Oh, no, come on. I like to play the whole Viking sort of hammer of the gods nah, thing. I think he's so waiting By the for hammer the- of the gods, Odin's beard. Let me take this off. How is it possible I haven't scored yet? It's a stupid headband. I need to get a new one. He takes it off and then he scores. I, the, I, 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 I choose to believe he that. He knows
1: the ref is going to blow the final whistle. He takes it off, Say this is, this is over. And then suddenly the ball, by the way, Foden's first touch is just out of this world. And then you think, oh, hang on, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> and scores. This is the only goal celebration that he's done this season with the hair like this.
0: It's amazing. Well <laughs> done. Uh, final points on Nalan. 49 goals uh, for him. In 42 in, games. In 42? I think it's up to 43. Because 40. he didn't score at the weekend, did he? What, however many. Yeah. It's a lot and a little. Yeah, it's, it's more than 40, a goal 40, a game. 40, 30. and 33 in the league now. Which... Well, oh, yeah, because apparently it's the, the record, which is a thing, is it's a new... He, did he equal or beat the record for a 38-game season? Beat it for 38. There eight. you go. That, he one behind for 42. That's all of it. Anyway, 49 goals in a season. So far, no big deal. Clive Allen did it some years ago. And we both know Clive. Enough city. How about some quick hits instead? Let's go Gabby. Liverpool went away to West Ham United and remained on track for some kind of European football <coughs> next yeah. year, which is
1: which is good. Of course it is.
0: Tools, your pal your pal David Moyes yeah. is fuming, but Jurgen Klopp is beaming. Yeah, David Moyes he should have had a penalty. Who's, right, who's wrong here?
1: Neither, I think. I mean the penalty for Moyes, I'm in the camp. I'm not again it's one of those if you are like depending on where you are on the floor. Uh, you could think he's harsh. I mean, the fact that he was not even reviewed by That player, was a
0: penalty, it should have been reviewed. It's like, it's, 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 it was just Pretty open and shut. Like, it's not that difficult. But we've right?
1: seen that incident before. Did Liverpool play well? No. That's what it means. Why no, is he no, so harsh? Klopp is beaming because they won. I mean, it's not often <laughs> that they win a few games in a row, so you take it. Paqueta scored a wonderful goal that in the end is pointless. Uh, and Klopp and Liverpool got away with one. Won,
0: great, but in the in terms of the game, I mean they were due, they I I yeah, I, I think when you look at the the disallowed goal, which was really close by correct decision, but that yeah, still tells it you that way, you're screwing Bowen things won, up yeah. when you do that. Um the the other one where Antonio at the far post where where, where Van Dyke just yeah. where, I mean, Van Dyke even
1: on the Bowens goal. What is he doing? That was terrible. That was terrible. terrible. Even to be but nice to
0: see far. Cody Gakbo scoring I, I never really paid attention to him He looks, this, he looks like a really nice guy He looks like kind of slightly yeah, dorky like not,
1: So Thiago Alcantara coming on Where, how, how does this work? Help me out If now Trent seems to have this new position Like really, really into midfield now mm-hmm. um, There's a
0: Chenko role Yeah,
1: but even more if Like even more, I think, attacking Correct. and Can him and Thiago Could that work together?
0: Okay. Can I say this again? Thiago Alcantara is a part-time player so he's on the bench
1: now until now in the end of the season. Uh, he's not comes on
0: you, you, you don't worry about him okay, fine
1: yeah. A goal from Fede Di Marco Gives Inter a 1-0 win over Juventus In the Coppa Italia semi-final Second leg They will now face the winner of Fiorentina Against Cremonese Which kicks off in a few hours And Fiorentina are, are 2 nil up from the first leg Well done to Inter Are you going to press Simone Inzaghi Or blame and hammer Max Allegri for like, it,
0: it, Inter deserved to go through over the two legs you they, were, they, terrible, were, I thought. they were a much better team But we got to talk about Max. Since April Fool's Day, I've worked it out: one win, two draws, four defeats. The only win coming against Sporting Lisbon in the uh, sorry Sporting Clube do Portugal yeah, in the uh, in the Europa League, and he just terrible football. And he tried to do something different today, and he played Kiesa up front with Di Maria behind. It's a three-five-one-one, but then. It's not working. So then you send on Milik. When you take, you send on Milik. You take off Kostic, He's the only guy who's who's actually crossing the ball. Yeah. So I, it's just you know you drop. I mean, Brammer, terrible in this. Yeah. Did you see? they got this allowed? But Edin Dzeko does a little move, beats yeah, Brammer with yeah. quickness. Edin Dzeko should be beating not no nothing with quickness except maybe for for, for a tree or a pile of bricks yeah, like all I, it's not not good not and great. Pogba coming on I mean I fed, he got 12 minutes whatever fed easing back into it I, I I'll say this I Yves. fed for him like I know you've got bigger fish to fry bigger things to worry about but you just can't keep playing this badly and stop bringing up results this is not going to work yeah. I, I think it's, an, I it's time for a reset button I agree Le Parisien uh, reports that Lionel Messi wants a raise to stay at Paris Saint-Germain Jules are you buying this? surely not
1: I mean, Jorge Messi, Leo's dad, is calling it the uh, the World Cup winning close in the sense that now that his son
0: is a World Cup yeah. winner,
1: he needs to be paid more because I, you need to recognize the achievement of being a World Cup winner now and to have a World Cup I winner, think he's been
0: recognized it's, enough. It's not Paris I mean, he's a, a good before. I mean, like, it. come on. Like, what? It's 40 million a year. 40 million euros a year. I, I'm going to make this very simple. I don't know if the story's true. The story puts Messi in a bad light. Um, if so I, I was were true, p- and I was told
1: that PSG anyway are offering a pay cut, so it's okay. all that if takes it, on. yeah,
0: if, if I were Paris Saint-Germain, this is exactly the story I'd want to have out there. Yeah. So that in case there's any deluded weirdos, most probably not in Paris among the match-going fans, but probably in the Paris Saint-Germain diaspora, the people <laughs> discovered the club the minute Messi signed, uh, you know, blaming them. Um, You've got an excuse. Yeah. More Messi. Reports in Barcelona say that Frank Kessier and uh, Andreas Christensen have refused a sort of pay cuts that would enable the club to take, to take back Messi. Yeah, so that was my Are they question being to selfish? you.
1: That was my question to you, but it's okay. You can read it again, and we both answer. <laughs> right. I don't think they're being selfish. Why would they take a pay cut to get this Messi is... into your squad? Unless they dream of playing with Messi one day, and this is the realization of their dream.
0: Why would you do that? This is so stupid. Shame on people. If he's Who it's put true. this out. Yeah. If, it, 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 well, first of all, Kessie and Christensen do not need to take a pay cut because they were signed a year ago when Barcelona, they knew about the levers, yeah. they knew about their situation, they went through all Bartomeu's books. If they, Whatever they paid them, they paid them because they said, we know what we can afford them. Not yeah. because Messi might come back one day and we have to pay him. This is just this is turning really, you know, really this ugly. this is as bad
1: as this, this rumour that Barca are going to put a close in the new players' contract, like Inigo Martinez, for example, say that you, there's a close that you might not be registered. Why would you even join a club whether that club tells you before, OK, we signed you, here's your contract, but just so you know, you might never play this yeah. season.
0: Again, we, we don't know if these are true, but the fact that I these mean, reports on. are out there and trying to paint Cassie and Christensen in a bad yeah, light, that's it's bad. Just, just, just shame for whoever's doing that. It's now five defeats in five games Whoa. for Frank Lampard Jr. Chelsea lose 2-0 to Brentford. Jules, they were booed again at home.
1: It was terrible. I another mean, screen. I the screen. I just, I, I just <laughs> could not believe how bad... They were how bad Lampard's choices were again.
0: He played the formation that did well against Real Madrid. Yeah, that. exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know where you go next. You will have to play Arsenal, obviously, next week on Tuesday. Your next league game. You've got City coming up at some points. Well, you keep him and you keep losing. Was going to. I mean, Frank Lampard, as a Premier League manager, has won one of his last eighteen games, and I think there's two draws. So it must be like one win, two draws, fifteen uh, defeats in the Premier League.
0: If the uh, if the objective was to look at players and get them settled and stuff like that, I don't understand. Also, why Mudrik on the bench? Why Alba on exactly. the pitch? I never want to see this guy ever again. But why is he playing? Why did you bring him on? I, you need a centre forward. I don't know. Oh my god!
1: Sticking with Chelsea, Gabby. According to numerous reports, including on the ESPN website, Marshall Pochettino is favourite to take over at the club. Is
0: this your understanding? And do you think it's a good idea? Is a good choice? Some people are saying it's done. Um, it's not my understanding. Uh, my understanding is that this is a Pochettino thing that comes from the Pochettino camp. But he is in the running. Um, but we talk boldly. I don't know because... I don't know what decisions go through this guy's head. I don't think it would be a good choice. You and don't? My concern here... Uh, I, for I two do. reasons. One is... You've got, not because he's a bad manager, although, to be honest, I was very disappointed from his time at Paris Saint-Germain. Yeah, me too, trust me. Um, And I remember also how it ended before that at Tottenham in the last year when the team was terrible and doing nothing and disinterested. So I'd really want to get under the skin of like, hey, Poch, what happened then? If you get the Pochettino before that, then you have a tremendous manager. If you get that guy, I don't know. Uh, Secondly, though, if you've decided to go technical director, Vivel, Stewart, blah, blah, blah. You're going in a certain direction. You're saying these guys are going to make the personnel decisions of the team. With Pochettino, it's always been an issue, him versus the director of football, the sporting director. He knows more. I know this guy. My friend told me this dude, blah, 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 blah. You have to decide what club you're going to be. Are you going to be a a manager-led club or are you going to be... That would be my my, my second reason to concern. Is there a
1: really big manager in a big club that... Is not like Pochettino. I don't think so. They all think are. You, need
0: a, you need a manager who puts his trust in the director of football and the process, even if afterwards he advocates for his own things and they listen to him. That hasn't always been the case with Pochettino. He was sniping, uh, as you know, at Paris Saint-Germain's... But, uh, but Leonardo... Sport... I know, but Leonardo... Continuously. I don't need that in my club. I don't need more internal sniping. Or you decide, hey, Vivelle, Stewart, it's been fun, you're six months, Mudrik, Malagusto, bye-bye. And then... I, I get an execution-only director football, technical director, and, and I let the manager choose the players, which is fine, too. Uh, but I you, you have right to have team. a sense of direction. Then my third the right reason team. is the Rafa Benitez reason. Mauricio Pochettino is very much identified with Tottenham. He's very much identified with Tottenham at a certain stage. Remember the Battle of the Bridge and stuff like that yeah, when have away the title? Does I this think. mean anything to you? Or are you, Boli, creating another potential issue for yourself... Don't, Where,
1: you, don't you think that it's more of an issue for Spurs fans to see their old, really good no, manager? No, it's more of an
0: issue for Chelsea fans because they think I they're a bigger know. club than Spurs, But, but I, think,
1: I think, I think Chelsea fans would recognise that he's a good manager, a very good manager. That is the right fit, I think, for this young squad coming up. When was he, was he last was really
0: good, good, good as a manager? When was what? When was he last good? The second to last season at Tottenham, yeah?
1: I mean, he lasted only... F- you, can't, you can't compare the, f- the, the last five months of his time right. at Spurs... And the four years before that, and what he did in those four years, and PSG was the, the dressing room was the dressing room. He never be, he was never able to manage it. This
0: Chelsea dressing room is not like the PSG dressing room that he encountered. No, you said you have to man manage forty different players, but I, I I don't know. Like I said, I I am a Pochettino. I think if you get good Pochettino, I think I just don't know that Pochettino. I can trust the process here. And these people involved That they know how to make the Yeah but choices.
1: I don't think The problem with purchasing them For me is He's a really good fit in there.
0: Tati Castellanos Becomes the first Foreign player Born outside Spain wow. To score four goals against Real Madrid Yeah this is a thing Incredible. In a league game uh, Girona beats Beats them 4-2 Joe should this be A concern for Carletto And how remarkable Is this Castellanos tale For those who don't know He was at New York City FC He was, yeah. um, Before that I think He was at Torque Torque so yeah, he's, he's, he he's a city watch. football group Guy
1: he is, but Four. he's only 24 and it's a remarkable story of an Argentine who had to go to Chile to start his career, then via Uruguay, then in MLS where he won the title with, with New York FC and finished top scorer, by the way, had an incredible season in 21. And then Girona, who is also owned by the City Group and Manchester City and New York City FC and etc. Et and now he scored 11 goals in, the, in La Liga where he's doing well. He's going to go to a better club because he's better than Girona. Maybe not good enough yet for City.
0: What club in City Football Group is better than Girona? No, but he's, got, going to, he's, City. he's going to go
1: outside of the group, I think.
0: Oh, okay. But, but I,
1: think, I think that's better for him. I, he's, I, I, he's a wonderful, if you haven't seen him play, really, really wonderful player. Great four goals. I think for Real Madrid, they, they have let the La Liga go a long time ago. I so. think
0: you like Tati Castellanos a lot more than I do.
1: Nah, I do love Tati
0: Castellanos, for
1: sure. <laughs> Sticking with Ancelotti, the Brazilian FA, Gab, the president, Hernaldo Rodriguez, says that the plan is to have a new head coach for Brazil in place by May 25th ahead of the Selesau's next set of games. And he said, we're going to wait for Carlo then and see what he
0: says. This is great. This suits Ancelotti because you want some clarity from Real Madrid about whether you're going to keep you or not. Are you going to make you wait until to see how the Champions League final go, make a decision then? Um, But I'm really bored with the story. (laughs) Uh, Florentino is sitting there saying, you know what? I don't need to decide. Dude, you got a contract. You don't think Florentino has decided already? I don't think so, no. I, I, I don't. I don't think, or I don't think it's, immune, it's an immutable decision. Put it that way. I, I, I genuinely don't believe that. Barcelona lose 2-1 to Rayo Vallecano but at least Robert Lewandowski gets back on the score sheet none of this matters right? none of it? None of it? No? not
1: really they're going no. to be champions regardless it's never good to lose and they were 2-0 down and Lewandowski before scoring had missed a few chances by the way one yeah. especially in the first half so still not great in Robert's world Tottenham Hotspur play Manchester United in a few hours Gav on Thursday night but I want to ask you about the players' decisions that are the Spurs players decision to refund the tickets of the travelling Spurs fans who saw them lose 6-1 at the weekend, what do you make of
0: this? I think it's great. I know I people are all to "Go, oh whoa, they're all they're all so rich; it doesn't mean anything." Or other people, oh whoa, well, if they lose United, are they going to refund the money? They refunded the money for the same reason that players sometimes apologize for their performances, not for their results. Right? Mm-hmm. They clearly feel guilty about the way they played and they blame themselves. I worked out how much it's going to cost them. I think their ticket allocation was just about uh, right around three thousand. Max price thirty pounds. It's going to end up costing them. I don't know if the whole squad does it, just the ones who played whatever. But he works out between five and six grand a player. That's not nothing. It's obviously no. a lot lesser Harry Kane for for, 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 for Popsar. It is a lot. It's a big chunk of his salary. Fine, it's a gesture, right? I, I got. Did no they insurance. pay for
1: the for the petrol to go up to Manchester? To no, Picasso, they didn't. No, the no, train, no, no,
0: no, they the didn't. Flights, no, no. They the food at the petrol station on the way. No, no it's a gesture. Okay. Right, you prefer this relative to empty? No, 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 I like it. I like it more. Spurs. Ryan Mason says he's ready to take charge on a permanent basis. Okay, if things go well,
1: is that a Spurs? Yes, I don't is, know. He, is he ready
0: for Spurs? Maybe it's at Girona. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I, but I, I like
1: Ryan Mason a lot. I really do. Uh, he's, he's from Enfield, so right by where Spurs, are training, <laughs> play, etc. What you want? I don't know. Like we what? saw him when he was the interim coach before. I don't what? think he was, uh, you know, Pep in the
0: making. Wait, but he coached them in a League Cup final. Yeah, true, exactly.
1: <laughs> Maybe he's ready now. We will see. We will see what happens in those games coming up. I just don't think that's where the club is at right now. Sorry, sorry, Ryan. Sorry. Ryan. <laughs> the endless Manchester United sale story continues. Gab. there's a new deadline for bids. This is Friday, and Sir Jim Ratcliffe is reportedly ready to let the Glazers keep twenty percent
0: of the club. Yeah, that's going to go down well. So the deadline is 10 p.m. Friday. But oh, yeah. it doesn't matter because none of this matters. They'll sell if they want to sell, if they reach a price. Uh, I don't see how keeping the Glazers around with 20% of the club, but they don't get to make a decision. I don't think it's going to endear them to the fans. I don't see what the benefit is to the Glazers, frankly. So right, They would make more money when they sell exactly. it. Was- shares. Atletico Madrid celebrate 120 years of history and beat Mallorca 3-1 by the way, that Carrasco goal at the end where he puts the goalkeeper on his backside, oh that was delicious, Uh, Rykovic, I think it was, Uh, Jules, Tico Simeone has cracked it with this lineup That
1: was a really good performance, I have to say Anton Griezmann shining again, two assists now, Uh, for him his numbers are very impressive for the season, the shirt, did you like the shirt?
0: No, I thought it was hideous. and I don't want to, what do you,
1: you No, know, it's like, hideous. This is like
0: in tribute of. The I do know. Listen, listen. I understand white. why they did it. I, like I don't ever need to see the stupid. Oh shirt. I'm, no way!
1: I'm, I'm all you know me. I'm a shirt guy, obviously. Real I love Madrid. It. I love Madrid.
0: It. Wear red and white the way God intended. Okay, but there's not, a reason. They're not 120 rappers. years ago. That's fine. So do it in this game. You yeah. asked me. You didn't ask me like, "Oh, were they right to wear the throwback shirt for the game?" Sure, I thought that was a knock yourself out. Bring all the old guys out. Whatever. Athlete, but
1: it was a great idea, and you played well. The shirt and
0: is hideous, and I don't ever want to see great. it again. I love
1: the shirt. It was great, and you. To be fair, you made that first team 120 years ago proud with your performance, and now you're right, right behind Real Madrid again.
0: Do you know? Do you know what's funny? 120 years, and uh, there were debates on Liga TV last night. Is Diego Simeone? the greatest manager in the history of Atletico Madrid I hate to say it yeah he is yeah I think he is too <laughs> I would have to agree
1: Alejandro Garnaccio will reportedly miss the FA Cup final in order to play for Argentina in the under 20 World Cup which obviously starts at the same time as that final Gab are you okay with this?
0: Uh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I think it's more important to a young player. Now, interestingly, United taking a different tack here than, than Real Madrid, yeah. who have not authorized uh Álvaro to go. Um we can debate wife, who's yeah. more important, he's Garnacho more important. These are kids, these are these are squad players essentially, right? Yeah. Garnacho when they played a bit more, but you know, United still have Anthony and Sancho and Nalanga Rashford and Alanga, who everybody's forgotten about. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> um it's funny, though, because I think it starts on the 20th of May and goes until the 11th of June, which is the day after. I If I'm Real Madrid, okay, maybe you keep him around if you beat Man City and you go to the... But the fact that you can't work something out says, oh, yeah, no, he stays with us unless we...
1: Yeah, what happens if they don't qualify for the final? If they team? don't
0: qualify for the final, I don't see why you have to keep him around.
1: Uh, I mean, well, To make the numbers of training? I think such a, it's such a... At that age, it's such a great opportunity and experience to go with the mates of your age group, often that you've played with since you were 15, all the way. To go and, and try to win a trophy like that, I, I don't know. I
0: don't understand. I really don't understand what Real Madrid are doing this. Aston Villa, meanwhile, keep winning. They're in fifth place after downing Fulham 1-0. Jules, a chance to praise Unai Emery some more because I think not enough people have made the point that, oh, look, he's actually good and no, we were too good. harsh on they him.
1: They were 17th when he arrived level on point with the 18th, on. Go- I think just outside of the bottom three on the goal difference. Look at the job that he's doing. What don't you like about it? Oli Watkins scoring, I mean, not so much anymore. Like, but before that, had an incredible run of, of matches where he scored in the Premier League. They play well individually. They're better... Jacob Ramsey, uh, Buendia, Watkins again. This is great. They've the, got
0: the center backs, Dibu. I think, also as well. Yeah, Debu uh, in goal too. This is, you know. Debu, I can take or leave. I'm kind of tired of that guy uh, already. But um, yeah, he's a good manager. He's, it's nothing he's new. Good. He's a good manager. I think the fact that some people have now turned it into, oh, look, it's what I am. He's a good manager. See how wrong you were to criticize him for when he was at Arsenal, criticize the way he talks, criticize the things he says. I go back to this. I don't like listening to him. Not in English, not in Spanish. He doesn't make any sense when he speaks to the media. I've said this before, right? You should just never talk. You should just go and coach, and he's very good at that. Yeah, exactly.
1: Alexander Seferin says that everybody in football favors the salary cap. Gab, so at some point it will happen.
0: You in or you out the salary cap? Everybody in football, except for two important components of football. Yeah, one, agents. Yeah, and two, players. Yeah, okay. No, look, I mean, he's right, structurally. Of course. Everybody agrees on it because one of the problems afflicting, afflicting the game is that their teams are spending way too much money, right? And so, In wages, yeah. In wages, and they can't keep up, and so on. Whether it's a salary cap or there's something linked to revenue, you need to sort this of out. It goes back to the same thing. It's enforcement. There's a lack of trust. I don't trust, or not I, but many people don't trust that Manchester City and Paris Saint-Germain, for example, to name two of the most egregious, but you can name a bunch of others. Yeah, yeah. That they, they followed the rules that were there. So we can have a salary cap, right? But then if I'm paying you off the books by my, you know, special account in the Cayman Islands or whatever, (laughs) and sending somebody with a van full of cash to your house, you know, do you have the tools to enforce this and you have the willingness to enforce it? That is the single biggest thing. Otherwise, in principle, sure, everybody agrees. Sustainability, yeah. why not? Yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo has won two King's Cups in Spain. Uh, Copa de Reyes, as I like yeah, to call them. Yeah. But he won't be winning the Saudi King's Cup oh, this year. No. al Nasser are knocked out by Al-Weda in the semifinal and play Al-Gilal in the final. I'll tell you what, Cristiano not happy
1: not happy at all I mean great goal by uh, the French striker Bogel, I think his name is amazing like kind of overhead kick slash volley if
0: you want wait is Cristiano, he not do you not know this Bogel fella is he no, not Paris no, born and bred yeah
1: I think he is because he played for clubs around Paris I think uh, amazing story and he played against Cristiano of course and he said I don't think Cristiano he likes was, Cristiano very much he said no because he tried to ask for his shirt and Cristiano was really rude and not polite at all why uh, are you asking Cristiano, for Cristiano's
0: shirt after Cristiano's lost the game and been knocked out because you
1: might never play against Him ever again. So this is your one chance to get his shirt. You both
0: live in Saudi Arabia. You probably both. So you knock at his
1: door and say, "Hey, remember me? I knock you out. Can you? Do you have maybe a special (laughs) somewhere in the? You know, in your wardrobe?" I mean, Cristiano shouted at his bench at halftime. Really, really cross. Missed a couple of chances. Hit the bars well. So didn't play himself. Could have scored. Should have scored. Had the chances to score. So not delivering himself. Clearly, the team around him, not good enough either. It's well, another disappointment.
0: What happened to all those uh, stories about the manager getting sacked? Well, yeah, he's gone. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, Rudy Garcia, yeah.
0: Who's in charge now? Yeah, I don't know. I don't no, know okay. who they're is. It's appointed. funny how all of a sudden they, might they want us to know a lot, Yeah. And now it's, hey, yeah. okay. Yeah.
1: This was back on Monday night, but Roma lost to way to Atalanta 3-1. Gab... They're going fourth, they're not fourth on 56 points, with Inter two points behind them and Juve three ahead of them. Is Jose Mourinho's best bet for the Champions League next year is winning the Europa League?
0: They're joint fourth, Jules. Joint joint fourth, so that's what it should have read, but um, uh, I think that's what our producer meant when he wrote these questions for us. <laughs> um, I, When you think about it, when you look who's best in the competition, who's left in the competition. Um, Yeah, I think that might be an easier route into Europe than um, than qualifying by the league. Because remember, they're joint fourth with Milan. Inter behind them, two points behind. I think Inter are a better team right now, and they're playing better football than Roma. Yeah. Yeah. And Juve could. uh, We don't know if he's going to take Juve's points away again. That could change the dynamic. But uh, yeah,
1: Roma Milan at the weekend, no? And Lazio Inter, no? Uh, Yeah. Head to heads. Wow, crazy.
0: Uh, German media made a big deal out oh, of yeah. Uli Hoeness going to visit Thomas Tuchel at the training ground. Um, what do you think he told them, Jules? Um,
1: TT just you know where are you going away on hol- where, where are you going away on the holidays? What are your plans for the summer? What should we? I, I, I don't know. Was they um, a courtesy visit of saying like I mean let's remind everybody that Uli Hoeness right now is just is nothing a club right? apart from a. A former legend, as a player, as a director, slash CEO, slash whatever It's like he, he
0: secretly owns the club but and they haven't right. told anybody. He has no official role. No.
1: But- and yet he turns up, it's this big deal. Obviously, everybody knows about it. The cameras are there. Everything do they talk about next season? Maybe transfers, maybe Is it what's a dreaded vote
0: of confidence? Yeah, is, it is it this it like, like Herbert Heiner saying like, Oh yeah, you and your man, he will be with us for a very long time on Monday and then he gets sacked. Today.
1: <laughs> is it something is he a threat? Say like hey I'm coming here, but I tell you what, this is the last time we lose a game or
0: <laughs> like what's going on? Also, you know we've seen Tuchel up close I don't. Tuchel is not a touchy feely guy. No, right? he's not a cuddly guy. Ole Hernes is a cuddly guy. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I just think the dynamic wow. between the two. I would have
1: loved to be like a fly on the wall in that room, <sighs> To be fair, Napoli could win the title this weekend. We mentioned that on Monday show, of course. But Gab, we still don't know exactly when. What's the story then?
0: Yeah, so Inter play Lazio and Napoli play Salernitana. Obviously, if Napoli beat Salernitana and Lazio don't beat Inter, then Napoli will be champions. Um, According to the schedule, Napoli are supposed to play at three o'clock on Saturday. Inter are playing Lazio at uh, twelve thirty uh, local time on on, on Sunday. Um, problem is, they're worried that basically Napoli fans will, you know, they'll, they'll watch something down and win on Saturday, and then they're going to watch in the Inter Lazio game on Sunday. And if they win, they're going to all run out into the yeah. streets and blah blah blah. Um, so they're saying, no, let's have these at the same time so that they'll be at the stadium and you set right if you win. Uh, no, they've already disrupted everything. They they did taking so freaking long to make this decision. It's just disrupted Napoli's women's team. It's disrupted Napoli's basketball team. I don't understand why you can't make a decision one way or the other. Yeah. They haven't even told the broadcasters about you know are supposed to sell the uh, sell the games. One solution is oh we'll play Napoli Saturday anytime on Saturday and then we'll open up the stadium and we'll have a big screen people can watch the Inter Lazio game there at the stadium and we'll make it free for everybody um, okay yeah how's that but gonna work they haven't worked that anyway, out put any of this stuff out
1: 60,000 in the Diego Maradona, right you will have twice if not three times four times more people in the street even if the game even if the stadium so in the end you'll have people maybe in the stadium but also everywhere in the city
0: it's so stupid so stupid Sheffield United have been promoted to the Premier League Jules
1: well done they beat West Brom on Thursday night is enough now Luton who is third can't catch them and neither can the teams that are below as well who will qualify for the playoffs so we've got now Burnley sure to be champions and well done to them uh, for that championship and then Sheffield United back in the Premier League they went
0: down in 2021 of course so, I don't follow the championship at all is it the same guys who I saw there last time around? Uh, well, as in like what, Chris Wilder, you mean? Well, the Basham, coach? yeah. No. I know exactly. Wilder's gone, but it's like, they like Basham Bauer and Egan and those guys. And So, yeah.
1: So, I mean, right. they, they they still have like... And Billy Sharp? Billy Sharp is still oh, there. He's right? right. Still going with his number 10 and the armband when he plays as the captain. They had a really good run in the cup as well. Remember the semifinals? So, it's a really good season for them. Uh, and Paul... Um, Higginbottom, or Higginbottom, that's it. Former Leeds manager, yeah, of course, doing really, really well there. So well done to them. Let's see what they can do next season in the Premier League and sticking with the mighty Blades. Gabby, should we worry though about the club's current ownership?
0: Yes, we should. So you the guy, love the stories, don't you? Why? This is just embarrassing. This is embarrassing. These people in, um, so basically, they're owned by this guy named Prince Abdullah who is Saudi. Yeah. Um, even though he's supposedly a prince, because I'm assuming prince refers to his title, and it's not like... Like, like Yeah, like Prince the Singer. He's <laughs> yeah, as,
1: as much not, as a prince than Prince the Singer. <laughs>
0: uh, and he, he's a cousin, but one of many cousins of MBS. Yeah. Uh, so this guy owns a club. It, it, not an issue with him owning a club, because I guess he's not related to the Saudi government, even though he's part of the royal family. I don't know. Yeah. I, whatever. Um, he decides he wants to sell the club because he's lost a lot of money, even though they're on their way back to the Premier League. Mm -hmm. So he makes a deal with this guy named Dozi Mabusi, who is a Nigerian guy. They reportedly agree on £150 million in November. Uh, And then, you know, there's a period where he's got to pass the director's test and whatever. And so then all of a sudden... Again, reportedly, I'm basing what I read in the Times, the Prince of is like, oh, dozy, dozy, we need money, I have to pay a tax bill, I have to buy some players, I need to do this. So this guy says, okay, here's some money for this, here's, here's more money, to, like a down payment, right? right yeah. He gave him $8 million, uh, reportedly, because otherwise they would have slipped into administration. When you go to administration, that's a really bad thing, it's, it's, a, it's almost like, you know, for those in the U.S., it's like Chapter 11. Um so I'm running, this Prince Abdullah guy clearly can't rub his, run his club worth yeah. garbage if you're going into administration with a team that was in the premiership two years ago and is on its way back in, right? So that, that's the first thing to say. This guy should have not have been allowed to own a club if he's going to run it like that. Mm. Secondly, this guy Ndozi Mabusi, he hasn't passed the owners and directors test yet. He hasn't failed it, yeah. but he hasn't passed it. And I don't understand what they're Dude, doing. What's going on? Why is it so... Why can't you give this guy an answer? Thirdly, supposedly, Prince Abdullah now, the period of explicitity has passed. Prince Abdullah doesn't want to sell the club anymore. <laughs> Do you know why he doesn't want to sell the club? Because it's if you Premier sell League, a Premier League club, uh, it's, it's going to be worth more, a lot more.
1: Exactly. This is a
0: messy, Woo! ugly situation. And this, honestly, this speaks to this the seamy underworld of bad actors, bad people, yeah. lack of transparency, lack of oversight that often exists when people buy and sell football clubs. Crazy. Back to that Shefford interview, uh, he also said that nobody really understands the handball rule, and it's not <laughs> him saying it, it's UEFA's Players Advisory Board, um, uh, who... Includes a whole bunch of ex-players. You like Patrick Villaraz and Zidane on it? Yeah, you get a bunch of big names say, hey, what do you like about football? Oh yeah, this uh, handball. (laughs) Uh, They've asked IFAP to clarify it. You know what? I understand it. Um, Do you, Tommy? What, the handball? Yeah. It seems there are different interpretations, though, in different countries. There are different interpretations in different countries, yeah. Because, you know what? There's different interpretations for what is a foul in different countries. They shouldn't be with handball, though. Why?
1: Because there should be one rule Either you just take it to If they are If you don't make your body bigger If you make your body bigger r- Regardless of where you are In the world mm-hmm. This is this is a handball
0: Yes I understand that Right okay. why, why don't these people Understand it <laughs> I mean I, no, know. I understand You can do a better job Of explaining and so on Yeah I get that But I'm just tired Of all these people going, oh, oh Nobody understands it What's, what's not Well just to maybe it? clarify
1: it By saying like This is This is what's going to happen If the ball Doesn't change direction But just Like, hardly just brushes your arm. This is not a penalty, for example. This is the one that recently, and I've told you on the show, really bugged me against Leipzig, for example, for Manchester City. It's a pen that should never have been a pen because nobody appeals for it. The ball doesn't change direction. It hardly slows down because it just, I think it was Heinrich, Benjamin Heinrich. Just, like, don't give that one. So maybe it's just to say, okay, let's just clarify it. This like three bullet points. If in this case, it's a pen. In this case, it's a pen. And in this case, it's a pen. Every other case is, it's not a pen. I don't
0: know. I, I think the one against Leipzig was a mistake. And it was a poor interpretation of the rules. Just because people are going to interpret the rules or the directions incorrectly, doesn't mean that the rules not clear. Because these are still humans and they'll still make mistakes. Doesn't mean every time you have to go, oh, nobody understands it. Yeah, you no, know. okay.
1: Some good news for Jose Mourinho. Uh, Gabby, remember when he lost his temper with the fourth official when his Roma side lost to Cremonese? Well, he's been vindicated.
0: He has. He basically said that this guy, that, that this guy, the fourth official, uh, this guy named Marco Serra, uh, had said something extremely rude and unconscionable yeah. to him, and that's why he lost his rag. Because obviously, normally he's such a calm and measured person. Um, <laughs> apparently, what Marco Serra said to him, uh, and for this he's going to be published, he says. Like basically, Mourinho was complaining about something, and fourth official turns to him and says, "Why don't you just go home? The whole stadium is making fun of you."
1: Go home, as in in Portugal, or go home in Roma in the flat? Uh, no, just mean?
0: shut up. Just just, okay. you know, just just go home. Take All what right. he means like take the defeat. Shut up. You know everybody's making fun of you.
1: I mean, Jose. Let me put it this way:
0: If a journalist had said somebody on the other team had said it, I don't think that's rude. When you're a referee, it's like law enforcement. Would you, If a cop were to speak to you that way, would you accept Which it?
1: They, they do. You know, they do all the time.
0: <laughs> Bad cops, too. Bad cops. Yeah, I don't think that's right. I'm if not... a cop talks to me that way, I'm going like, you know, to say, take off the badge and the gun, we'll see what's up. But you think Mourinho
1: always talks it. nicely to the fourth referee? No, no, I'm sure I don't he does. No, no, look,
0: I'm sure he does. I understand the frustration on his part. But you, when you represent the authority, in the same way a policeman can't talk to you that way, or shouldn't talk to you that way... um a referee can't talk to somebody in that yeah, way okay. or shouldn't. Yeah. Or at least read the room. There's some guys you can do it with. Clear with Mourinho, you can't. Also, this was in front of the cameras as well. So, More Efren. He says, the Champions League final could be in the U.S. one day, though not before 2026. I feel like I've heard this a thousand yes. times. You you're good with that? No!
1: No, Please! Just don't. Please. Would you have the Super Bowl in Paris? No, you wouldn't. Would you have the Super Bowl in Berlin? No, you wouldn't. Why would you play the Champions League final in L.A.? This is, doesn't make any sense. It's the Champions League. It's the, it's, it's the European competition for Europe, for European clubs. There's, no, this is, not, this is not on. I'm sorry. This is not. We've said it before. I can't remember when he said something that that's stupid. I'm, I, this really, really annoys me.
0: I, I suspect he's saying this because he wants sponsors to come forward and make him an offer, and then he can leverage I don't think he has any intention of doing it. Uh, but somehow trying to leverage it to get a better deal over here when when, when cities offer to to host um, Champions League final. I suspect that's why he's doing it. But to answer your question, you get a sense here. You talked about a Super Bowl in Paris yeah. versus Champions League final in L.A. Are there more... Association football fans in LA than there are NFL fans in Paris, well, but that's not
1: the, the. You would feel the Stade de France. You would. You, there would be eighty thousand. Yeah, you can, can feel it, team. but it's the
0: same thing. When I hear about how big the NFL here, and I'm cognizant of the fact that I am wearing some branded NFL gear right now, I think about it. But like, yeah, it's like one in fifty people. And there's a lot of passionate yeah. fans, and they'll still fill the stadium when the NFL games are over here and whatever. Yeah. And that's great. But I kind of feel like a Champions League final in L.A. Mm. would be a bigger deal but that's not than the a point. Super Bowl in n- Paris. That, and yeah. there's more people who watch the Champions the League in L.A. than there are to watch the NFL in Paris.
1: Yeah, but that's... I know, but that's still irrelevant. Like, I don't...
0: Okay, so you're just doing it on the principle that it's no, European, it's just, no,
1: it's not so even, it should be in Europe. It's not even that. There would be still people watching the Super Bowl if it was in Paris, in the stadium, outside the stadium, on television... Uh, that but would a mention- lot
0: fewer but what what, what would happen association if- football belongs to LA more than American football belongs I may be devil's advocate here but more than American football belongs to Paris to culturally socially so ok on.
1: there might be more soccer fans in LA than there are American football fans in Paris how many
0: professional yeah. American football teams are there in Paris no no I'll help you zero how many, are, how many association football teams are there in LA yeah, no, there will be. I mean, there's two clubs to start with in MLS. There's in three as well, if you count the uh, Angel City as well. Yeah, well, three with
1: the Women uh, League, of course. So
0: three, so LA but 3, that's, that's, that's Paris not. 0, take the L.
1: But that's, I'm not taking <laughs> the L, and it's not going to happen anyway. But it would be I crazy. I could not wait to see the reaction <laughs> in the US if the Super Bowl was announced to be in Paris in 2026. <laughs> Barcelona have completed 1.45, so 1.45 billion euros financing deal to renovate the company. So one million, one billion
0: forty-five, 450000000 four, Yeah. In stadium. <laughs> so I guess it's it takes amount. a lot of money. We are a financing deal. Let's be very clear on this, right? It means they're borrowing more money. They're adding more debt. This won't count against financial fair play, and they're going to justify yeah. this. But it's still cash that they need to pay back. Yeah, that they don't have, right? Right. Uh, so that is one thing. But, I mean... I think they're going to pay this back over 30 years. They're going to pay this in installments, and most of the money they're going to have to pay back later. If, depending on who you read, they make it seem like oh, this is the smartest move in the world. And we've we, we've conned those those morons at Goldman uh. and JP Morgan. They don't know what they're doing. Um, so that's all fuzzy. I'm more interested just on on the football side because this means that they're going to close the camp now for for next year. Yeah, play and in- They're going to play Mondriac, which is fine. Mundiweek holds fifty five thousand. So next year, when you need the revenue, also because yep. of the all the levers you pulled, you're going to be getting what about half the revenue you got when you were at the Camno? Yeah. And the year after that, twenty four twenty five, they can move back to the Camno, but it's not going to be finished. So capacity will be limited to yep. It looks around about fifty
1: thousand. At the same time, Real Madrid will play in a brand new full Banabeu, which hasn't been the
0: case now in the last what eighteen months or so. So and but do you think so for two years you're gonna take substantially less revenue and have interest payments? And look, it might be a smart business decision long term, but short term, which is when you need to when you're already have the shortfall because of your levers. Do you think they're trying to catch up
1: with Real Madrid and they How they renovated Their stadium Because they could have Waited two years Like you said Or three years To see when When all the accounts Are a bit better now When the the financial situation Is a bit better And then you go into It looks like now They they have to reduce The wage bill They can't register players They try to bring Messi back And now on top of all of that because maybe they see Real Madrid having that, that brand new stadium finished, they're thinking, "Oh, we can't be left behind. We have to do the same thing." They go after this renovation of the Camp Nou, which costs a fortune, and it's more than just the the, the stadium because they're going to do like a whole it's the whole project. But really, do they do they need to do that now? Do they need to announce it I, now and fund it now?
0: I, I genuinely don't understand why they need to do it now, especially also um, interest rates are really high right yeah. now. Yeah, so. Again, I'm not an expert in this field. It seems like all oh, that you would go ahead and and do this, do this now. But you know what? It's a democracy. Clubs voted, yeah. the, the members voted on it. The members approved it. La Porta executes, La Porta does what the members want because he's a man of the people. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is on a roll. Yeah, Now he wants to lure Gareth Bale out of retirement to play for Wrexham in uh, League Two next season, Jules.
1: Yeah, that was amazing. And you know what? Even if it doesn't happen, and if Gareth Bale doesn't want to come out of retirement and, and he's happy playing golf and enjoying his family and his life now... Just the birds created over this, so it's a, it's a yeah, yeah, we've done our job. Video. We've created
0: the needless publicity yes, for this.
1: No, I'm needless. The man's it's, a you Cardiff talk about fan, isn't he? It doesn't matter. Man, Rob McElhinney he's... saying, hey, Gareth, should we go and play golf? but I will spend the four hours trying to convince you to come out and play for Wrexham one season. Right. It would be amazing. I'm saying for Gareth Bale and Wales and Wrexham, It would just be amazing It's not going to happen I think But it would be amazing That's all Fortuna Dusseldorf In the German Second Division Are adopting A new business model Gab
0: Yeah So the idea Is kind of Football for all And And for free And for free (laughs) Um, The idea is that They're not going to They're going to start A pilot program To see how it works out Where they're going to give away free tickets to the game rather than selling them, and they're going to partner with different sponsors to be able to to make this economically viable. Um, they draw about thirty thousand in the second division, and their stadium holds about fifty five. So you can yeah. you know, kind of be glib about this, and we're better off having fifty thousand. It's like the old even if twenty don't pay, yeah, exactly, because then you get concessions and parking and and, and, and whatever. Um, It's an interesting business model. Again, it sounds like a little bit of a publicity stunt and how they're doing it in stages. Um, But I like the idea that a club like Fortuna Düsseldorf can do this and that they can say, you know, we have a role in the community, right? If we we don't sell tickets, um, if we just give them away, we're going to have less revenue, which means we have worse players. But guess what? More people are going to get to see our team. And that's what matters to us, it's because right. you know what? We don't have all this Muppet show on the internet around the world, or all these fans who just watch our teams on TV and or just watch the highlights and sit on the message boards and, and on social like every week, it like some to, other teams it do. It costs you more though,
1: as a club, to host a game with fifty five thousand than with thirty thousand. In terms of you know everything, stewarding, policy, but
0: even in presumably you do your sums yeah, and you yeah. make it back. Maybe you charge more for burgers or, or sauerkraut or whatever they eat in Dusseldorf. <laughs> I don't know. Curryverse. <laughs> No, oh, that's just more of a handbook thing. Uh, right, Jules, that brings us to an end, but we gotta come back on Monday. Yes. Because we could have a new Serie A champion oh, by yes. then. Nah, How about that? Until then, love the game. Love your neighbors. Love yourself.